Good evening, everybody. My name is Sean Kelly, and welcome to my show into the night. And I move around a lot, so here's the deal. There's going to be a time when I'm going to be a ghost. So when I'm moving around because of my green screen or whatever it's called. So how was everybody's week? Um, I hope you learned something from last week. It was a pretty good show. Um, and I'm really looking forward to tonight. Um, I met this gentleman. Um, through another mutual friend of ours, and uh, he sent me a friend request, and I'm thinking, hmm, this should be an interesting show. Um, and I just talked to him a little bit, and I said, you know what? You know, the light bulb went off in my head, and I said, well, I'd like to get him on my show tonight and see what, what he's all about. So uh, without an ado, um, I want you to meet my friend Anthony the Wraith Prince, is it Sabellos? Yeah, the Wraith Prince. I like that. <laughs> I actually, actually, Matt Barron gave me that on. He made an intro for me and he put the Wraith Prince and said, Yeah, you know what? That sounds kind of catchy, so I just stay with it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, did, Matt did mine too. So he's a good dude. He's a real good dude. Yeah. But a little bit of bio on Anthony here. Um, his team is the Texas Wraith Hunters from Odessa, Texas. And he also has a paranormal podcast called Wraith, Wraith World Podcast. He's been around the paranormal for over 40 years and had his first experience when he was five years old. I have my abilities that I use more than equipment and the rest is history. Good evening there, Anthony. How are you tonight? Doing pretty good. Thank you for being on the show tonight. Um, Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell my tell my viewers, please. Well, about bit. myself, I mean, I'll try to do the short version because, you know, like I said, I, I had my first experience when I was five. Um, and that was really when I was, uh, um, that I was leaning back on my chair. You know, when I was a kid, with five years old, and what ended up happening is, I I still remember that I I felt like uh like like somebody just pushed me, and it's weird because it's been so long ago, you know, mm -hmm. but um I felt like something pushed me, and when I fell back, I I hit the corner of the bed, right in the soft part on the back of your neck, right, <laughs> and of course I, I from that point I don't remember but I know that my mom my grandmother had told me because they took me to the hospital and you know I still have the scar back there but I died for 5 minutes okay and I think I was talking about that on some on another podcast and they were saying like you know maybe that has something to do because after that I started to see like shadow people I started to see um just some ugly beings you know mm -hmm. and 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 from that point on, it just kept on growing and growing. So we're trying to, you know, they were just trying to get, like, maybe that's what uh, impacted that. Um, I can relate to you. Uh, in 1983, I was taking a drug called Anabuse, and that was to wean me off alcohol. And I had it in my system for a year. And one day I got depressed and I drank a whole fifth of Jack Daniels. Wow. And I died. Okay. And when I came back, I started to see things, hear things, and feel things that weren't there, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I totally understand. 
what you're going through. I really believe, I believe that that happens. Whenever you have a tragic experience in your life, it was always told, taught to me that once this tragic thing happens, your old spirit leaves and a new one pops in. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I have. Okay. So what got you into the paranormal? Tell me about your group. Well, my group, well, like I said, when after that happened, and I, I believe that, that my, my ability started to grow because I never had anyone to tell me um, that it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how usually when the kids, you know, have imaginary friends and you t- the parents tell them, oh, it's not real, it's not real. So that I believe that that's, that starts to shut them down, you know, and they'll put it away and then they'll forget about it. And then, so it never develops. So with me through all the years, it just kept on developing and developing, you know, it just never stopped. And um, so I just, um, I kept growing with it and it kept getting stronger and stronger. So that's, that's the reason why, I mean, I have equipment, I have the bells and whistles, but I really don't use it a lot of them myself. Okay. You know, um, with me, I go in and either I can see it or feel it if I touch something or if I already see it before I get there. Mm-hmm. So, but um, my team, my team consists of four of it's four of us, and it's family. So one of them is my son, which is my my co-founder, and then the other one is um, his cousin, so he's family. And then I have a friend, but he's, he's just the same thing, just his family that that's that's been with us, and they all have their abilities also. Okay. And so that's what makes it pretty cool because we all have it. And so we just, you know, sometimes I get some things and, or I can rely on the other one. Somebody's going to get something so we we collaborate together on it. Right. Now, um, when you walk into an investigation, um, first, first question, do you do a lot of private residences or do you go to historical places? For us, for me, really, it's been outside. Like my thing is the forest, and, and that's one of the one of the one of the biggest ones. Is I was on a podcast not too long ago, and I started talking about that and bringing it up. And I try not to go too deep into it because that podcast ended up lasting five hours and twenty minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I only get an hour here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and that was and that was just that was just on the on the on the the surface of it. Because we have gotten and experienced so many things in that forest that uh, I mean, it's just it's just wild. And so my thing really, even when I was younger, I've always liked the outdoors. You know, my my grandmother, um, growing up with her, she would love to visit cemeteries. So right. by by the time I was eight years old, I mean I was pretty much already going moving on this. So I, my youth was a lot in the cemeteries, mm-hmm. and. Since, since I was the only child, I was just, you know, my friends were the people in the cemeteries. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it's pretty yeah. wild. That, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because I believe you. I know what you mean. So then, um, um, so it just, like I said, it started just to develop from there. And then, uh, and then I forgot, what did you guys just ask me? <laughs> we were thinking, we were laughing in my head. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> what I just asked you, I just said, no, I wasn't laughing at you. I was, I, 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 I kind of chuckled because I know how you feel, you know, and so far in this conversation that we had just had for about eight minutes, it seems like we could be brothers, dude. Oh, honest to God. Yeah. The, the forest, the forest. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, 
so I've always been an outdoors person. I've always liked the forces or or I don't do very many cemeteries anymore because I think I'm burnt out since I was eight years old. Okay. And and uh, but the forces is then that's the one that I'm more attracted to. We haven't done very many residentials, maybe other than abandoned houses or hotels, you know, of that nature, but not residents because and that's only because I've only acquired my team two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and I don't feel that that um I know that I could do it, but my team is not up to yet to doing something right. like that, and I'm not going to put them in that. And you know, and I've heard the horror stories. I got a friend of mine who um who does residentials. That's how he's that's how he does, and the stories that he's told me about people, you know, you have to know the people that when you go in. Because you don't know if it's just if it's something that is um, either a, um, a mental case, something, you know, you don't know what you're going to walk into. And he's told me some some wild stories about people calling him and telling the same things. They get there and the person just ne- really just needs help, you know. Right. And and so until I have that, we have we have done a residence not too long ago um, in Mineola, Texas. And that's another one that stuck with me. And we're actually going to go do that one again here in March. And uh, it was just one of those personal experiences that just it just stayed with me. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but the forest is the ones the the outdoors is mainly the ones that we do. Okay, when you go outdoors, are you looking for like um, fairies, gnomes, lepre? You know, I'm not laughing when I say leprechauns. You know, I believe in them. Yeah, but well, elementals is that what you kind of look for or is there a place in the forest itself that there could have been a slaughter or there were people who were settlers there? Wow, you know you're, I mean? you're hitting it all on the nail <laughs> because the forest that we go to is in San Antonio. And okay. and uh, we've been to it six times. The very first time that we went, we actually weren't even looking to go do anything. I just had one camera. And like I said, my, my son, he's a music artist. So we had just done a show. So we, we we were done with the show. We came outside and I said, well, let's go find somewhere to go. You know, we're in San Antonio. Let's go find a place. So I just Googled a place and it came and this this uh, urban legend came up and it, and it happened to be in a forest. So we went to it and uh, we uh, there's a bridge there and uh, that's where the urban legend is. But we passed the bridge and we went into the forest. And in that forest, the very first time that we went in there, uh, we had gotten so much experience in there that that's, that's the one that I was talking about is that because I believe that we crossed over into other dimensions. Okay. No. And, yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, and, and uh, because of the things that happened in there and we did see a lot of, uh, the, I call them fireflies, but those, they, they, they lit up yellow, green, red, blue. Mm-hmm. And they didn't fly. They kind of just, they looked just like them, but they just kind of like floated around. Right. Yeah, and, that's how they are, yeah. And then um, there was a lady here the other day that she told me that those were fairies. Mm-hmm. And, and but in that place there, we went, um, we had so many things happen. And I know that we crossed over into other places uh, because when we left, when we came back out of that forest, we were, we actually were lost. We were in there for six hours and I mean, we, we lost track of time and also everything changed when we crossed over and we went into the forest off the trail. 
And then once we ended up coming back out, the whole forest changed. Really? Like the landmarks that were there, you know, because I'm a real good tracker. And mm -hmm. and um like because I like that's why I like the forest. I mean, you know, so but everything had changed, kind of like uh re they rearranged, it got rearranged. Oh and, wow. And the first time that we went, ever ever since we came back, we never came back the same because um um it's like uh like we changed. Because uh, nothing was, it looked the same, but it wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. And then when we went back the second time, a couple of months later, uh, I remembered that when we first went there, that there where the bridge is at, there's a river under there. It's the San Antonio Canal. The river was flowing from right to left the first time, and the second time we went after we had came back out. You know, we came back out, came home, went back. I noticed something different that caught my eye that the river was flowing from right from left to right. Oh wow. So it was going the opposite way. And I have that on video because I have my first video when we went in there where you can see the, the river going from right to left. But mm -hmm. when we came out of that forest, after we came out of that place that we were at, uh everything changed. And mm -hmm. and okay. even uh, even my wife had told me that that we weren't the same. Something was different about us. We've been like that ever since. And we've gone mm -hmm. back five more times. And every time we've gone back, uh, there's there's just so many things in there that uh, um, it's, it's different. It'll change. Equipment doesn't work in there either. Um, right. None of the equipment will work. It's more like an experience. And when I came back <laughs> after the first time, I did the research on that land. And come to find out that when they were building the Applewhite Dam in San Antonio, they had found pottery back in 1981 that dated back 10,000 years, back to the indigenous wow. people that lived there. And and we hear drum beats, we hear women screaming and, and crying, and mm -hmm. I, I have all that on audio. That's the only thing that worked was my phone on my recorder on my phone. Mm -hmm. So I was able to capture all that. And and uh, so there's a but what you were saying about a slaughter was one of my members that we used I used to have, he's a, a part Apache and part Cherokee. So when we were walking in there, he told me that his spirit wolf appeared to him. And it was actually protecting him and protecting us the very first time. When we came back out after what happened in there, and I'm kind of just cutting it right now. I mean, I'm not even going into all the details uh, because I don't have time. Uh, that he ended up just he he didn't come back anymore. You know he ended up leaving the group. You know and because of what he experienced in there. And but about like a month later, he had told me that he had he was shown a vision that that um that there was a shaman in there with the with the tribe, and the shaman is the one that's supposed to protect the tribe. You know from with medicine and and magic mm -hmm. and that he wanted more power so he sacrificed the whole tribe to whatever he sacrificed to to receive that power oh wow so through through all the times that we went back and and in all the other audios that we've gotten from the drum from the drum beats it just it started and just the other night after that podcast i was talking to another um lady who she she channels also and she's a um she's also indigenous because the very first time that we went in there I have I had felt that we were dealing with a skinwalker. Okay. 
And that's what she ended up telling me also, you know, that without me saying anything to her, she actually channeled when I was talking to her and actually followed me in there the very first time. Hmm. And, and, uh, so right now, um, we're going back here pretty soon. It'll be our seventh time. And, and, uh, but I, I can see it now because when I was here, when we heard all the women crying and screaming in my head, I could see like, uh, the old cowboy movies when the village would get attacked where the mm-hmm. natives were at and they would get slaughtered. That's what I could see when I was, when I, when I, we were hearing the, the, the yells and screams I could see. And I was telling my son, I said, you know what, it's, what I can see in my mind. I see like, like their whole village is being attacked and just being massacred. Wow. And, and, uh, but there is just so much in there. There's so much in there that, that we, that we see. And, um, and every time we go back, I mean, we, it's, it's different. It's kind of like, uh, we, we, we come back out and everything's different. I mean, we've gotten lost in there, which is kind of impossible to get lost in a way because of the trail. But everything changes. Hmm. So it's it's a really, really interesting place. What's the name of the forest, may I ask? Hi, Raymond. Thank you for coming on. That forest is called the Medina Riverway, Riverwalk or Riverway in San Antonio, Texas. Medina? Yeah. Okay. The uh, the urban legend is actually called the Donkey Lady Bridge. That, that's actually when, if you want to look at that, look it up, oh, you'll the see Donkey the Donkey Lady Bridge. Okay. Yeah. I got seven more years, and I'm going to retire, and I got a truck. I'm getting a camper, and I'm gone, dude. So maybe I'll be down here in Odessa, <laughs> Texas, and we'll meet up, and we'll go into that. Yeah. Woods. Well, I'll be I'll be living in San Antonio because I'm moving there at the end of this year, oh, specifically sweet. for that reason because I want to be near the forest, and of course. There's just so many other places of missions and everything that I've gotten spirits and priests, you know, mm-hmm. that have captured on, on, on pictures. But mainly that forest is something I have such a connection with it um, that um, that I was even told not too long ago that I actually come from that place. That's possible. And, That's possible. and um, you know, so it's um, it's a lot of it's a lot of just a lot of native. And, and, and I believe that I'm probably native also. And I think that's why I have the connection. Do you, uh, when you come out of the forest, when you go home, do you write down what you experience? Like maybe make it into some kind of a book or a story that you can share down no, the road for people? No, everything's in my head. Like I, I it's just, I can't forget it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's just so out there. I mean, it's just an experience that you just don't forget. Now, when you're going through the forest, like all the different times, are there animals in there, or are there like deer and stuff like that? Well, um, there's they say there's, there's pigs and, and I think um, some mountain lions or something, but we've never seen anything like that in there huh? at night. Mm-hmm. Do you go you in hear? at night? Yeah, we go in at night. We the first time we went in there, we went at night. Um, I I usually don't use flashlights. We carry them, but I like to go in the dark because I can see real good in the dark. And and uh, um, I mean that's uh, it's it's just so many things that are in there. I mean I don't even know where to start at. I mean that uh, you're gonna experience. Mm-hmm. I mean that place now, really really has got me for the last two years. It looks like it has, um, but I, I would have to say, um, 
you know, just be careful, you know what I mean? Because I know how a certain place, now there's a place up here in, in Pittsburgh, um, it's called Blue Miss Road. And I'm like, like you, okay, I'm attracted to that place. And that's where I go a lot. And that's where I take a lot of the new people that want to do some investigating. But it's just like I'm so drawn into that place. So I understand about the forest and stuff. And it is crazy because um, there's a lot of things that I go up there and I experience. So I definitely understand um, what you're talking about. But this forest is like really, really interesting. Now, when you go into the forest, do you still see the fairies? It's uh, a lot of people tell us that there's no, there are no fireflies in there. I mean, that's what we call them. That's what I call them. Mm -hmm. But every time we go, we always, they're always there and they'll follow you. There's a whistle. Okay. There's a whistle also that'll follow you. And I have that one on audio also. Um, it'll, wherever you go, it'll follow you. And it's just a long whistle. It sounds kind of like a bird, but then it also sounds like a whistle. The ones you put in your little, little whistles, like coach. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, you can't really, it's neither one of them. You know, I had another person listen to it the other day on that podcast. And later on, we talked about it and I sent him the audio of it. He, he said, he goes, it sounds like it's an enchanting whistle. Like it just lulls you. And that's what you feel like. Like it just draws right. you. Everything in there will draw you deeper into the forest. Even the, uh, the fireflies, it, they'll, they'll, it's like they call you in to go deeper in there. And I've have I've have taken other paranormal investigators in there, and I've showed them where you can see the land. And when I turn off when I turn on my flashlight, you'll see the forest. And then when I turn it off, you'll see a plane. Like there, there's nothing there. Oh the, wow! The ground will glow. There's certain trails in there that glow. Uh, the rocks will glow. The the trees and the leaves will glow. Um, there's a the first time that we went in there, when we crossed, that's how I, I felt that we crossed over somewhere else. Because when we did, to try to get back, I could see a wall that was shimmering, but it was transparent, and we okay. couldn't we couldn't go through it. That I uh, that I literally had to crawl on the ground and find an opening to come back to the other side. And that's when we when we came back to the side. That's when everything had changed. Okay, it seems like that you walk through port. Is it the same portal? They're called portals. Right. That you go through. Right. And then uh, when we came back, it took us three times because every time we would come back, we could never find that one spot. And the third time, the second time we came back, uh, I went to uh, Google on satellite and I, they actually got a little golf cart. You know how Google takes pictures of the, of the land or the streets? Mm -hmm. Well, they actually took pictures in the trail. So I actually got to go into satellite and follow the trail that we went to and I found a spot. So when we went back the third time, uh, we went during the day and even during the day, you'll see shadow people. You'll see them during, you know, behind the trees. Mm -hmm. And I actually found the spot where we crossed in where the trees, there's a big tree there. And, um, I ended up seeing a spiral symbol on one of the trees. And then comes did, you, did you look at, you know, what, and, the spiral meant? Yeah, the spiral actually means a portal entrance. 
It's just the okay. one that's going clockwise because the one that's going clockwise is an entrance. The one that's going the other way is the exit. Mm-hmm. And you could see it on three. And I took a picture of it, but I don't know what happened to it. You know, it's it's like we had the first, the second time we went in, we, we actually, this time we did have the cameras. Uh, audio would just disappear off the, off the camera or certain uh, scenes that we were shooting would just were gone. You know, like someone went and edited it before we even, you know, popped the SD card out. It's uh, the equipment goes. It's like you you can't rely on it in there. Nothing really right. works in there. So you you're really not into the equipment, are you? I mean, I am. I I am into the equipment, but the equipment that I like to use and like we used it on this last house is the one that requires no batteries. Ah, the Ouija board. Yeah, I've been having, I've been using that since I was seventeen. I'm fifty five okay. now. So no, you go. You don't look fifty five, dude. You're lying. You're, you're I like just 30. turned. I just turned fifty five. No uh, way, Jan- man. You look like you're thirty. Come on, dude. <laughs> January tenth, turn five five. Two you nickels. You gotta get one of these, brother. Oh, I got a little bit. That's <laughs> okay. So they got the gray going. <laughs> um. So. You know, I look at Ouija boards a little bit different, okay? Um, To me, a lot of them are not good, and and that's my opinion. I'd have to get on your podcast to talk more about the Ouija board. But um, all I know is that if you know how to use it and you know what you're doing, then I guess it is a good tool to use. Do you understand what I mean? Right. Right. I mean, I had a debate. I think I asked a couple on another podcast, and they were wanted to debate the uses of the Ouija board. And I know they've heard me because I always pop out with it or something. Mm-hmm. And and to me, it's just another tool in my paranormal toolbox. Right. Like I said, I have the I have the cool equipment and everything. The SP seven, I can't get that thing to work for me, you know. So, but um. But to me, it's just it's just another tool. It's got a bad rap because of Hollywood and and people going in and already expecting something evil to come through it. So their intentions are already you're already manifesting your intentions to this right. door that's going to open. And that's well, any equipment, through. any equipment that you use, it's you know you're you're actually talking, you know you're actually opening up the. Uh, the portal to the other world but my friend holly she has a question for you uh she wants to know did you notice any time the differences yes when we were in the forest the first time we lost track of time like i said we were in there for six hours and, and we would we we felt like we were only in there like for 45 minutes yeah at that and we were lost the the trail changed everything changed when once we once we crossed back over that barrier Everything changed, but you can see the portals in there. I mean, if you can see them, you know, some people can see them. Uh, There's like, I mean, there's so many in there. We crossed over, I know, four different barriers. So yeah, the the track, the the time was, the time was gone. Um, I don't know what, what, have you experienced any skinwalkers, any Bigfoot, any, um, cryptids, you know, with all those portals in the woods, did you experience or have heard of any cryptids in the forest? Well, the deal with that is, is that 
I've never really, I've never been into that like that, you know, or the UFOs or anything. Mm-hmm. And and the like I said, the first time was that whistle. Well, that whistle's there every time we go. Uh, it'll follow you. And then when I was looking on YouTube one day, and I just looked up Bigfoot whistle, and and there was a there's a video on there where there's a husband and wife. I think they're in Iowa or some, some somewhere over there in the forest, and you hear the exact same whistle. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to say too that it's following them, and I've heard it on another documentary too, where they were doing the the Bigfoot exploration, which has nothing to do with paranormal, you know. And they um, they actually had the recording of that whistle, which is the same exact whistle. That's when I started to put things together, mm-hmm. and then um, they said, but the second time that we went back, uh, we actually met a gentleman in there, and I have that interview on YouTube. That he was, um, we were actually, there's a house in there. It's about three miles. Cause we'll go about three miles to four miles inside the forest. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so we ended up, he was walking, walking towards us. And I stopped and I asked him, you know, Hey, do you know where that house is at? And he goes, yeah, it's, it's, it's about three miles down. He goes, I said, so I just asked him, I go, so have you experienced anything here since you, you know, do you, if you come regularly, he goes, well, actually I, I have. And he starts talking about, he called it a stamina and, and a, um, a stamina. Okay. And, and I looked it up and I can't really find a definition for it, but that's what he was calling it. But he's referring to a Bigfoot. And he, and then you do see the trees in there where they're broke. Like you see in these mm-hmm. other, you know, documentaries where they're broke. And uh, he was showing us and you can see it in that video. And so he starts, he's uh, what, what I ended up finding out about him is that he goes in there, he makes offerings to the being that's in there. He takes wine and bread. So it's kind of ironic that I meet up, I meet someone in there that just happened to be walking our way. I stop him and then just start asking him because you know that's what we do. We're investigators. We just we're always asking questions. Right. And he, he ends up coming come to find out that he actually goes in there and he goes into the forest and he makes uh, an offering to it. And what what kind of started making me think that that it was something that type of being is because he was actually in the Air Force and okay. based there in San Antonio. So to me, it's kind of like, OK, I'm being watching all this stuff here. And it's kind of like any time that the Bigfoot or any kind of UFO comes around, the government is always involved. You know, right. either, either they'll shut down, they'll close that land up and make it a federal land where nobody can go in anymore. Or mm-hmm. they'll build some kind of base in there, but the government is always in there, especially the Air Force. Okay. And here, here you got a guy who's walking, and he makes offerings to something that's in there, and he's in the Air Force. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when I found that out, you know, it just kind of like because I, I ended up asking him. I said, "Hey, I'm going to ask you a question." Because I was talking to him on the phone, and and I said, "You carry that backpack. Uh, what are you carrying that backpack?" And he goes, well, well, you know, kind of. And I said, okay, I'll tell you what I think. I said, do you do you do offerings in there? He goes, yeah, I do. He goes, what do you? So do you carry something in your bag? He goes, I carry bread and I carry wine, and I go in and I make these offerings. He goes, that's why it doesn't miss with me, but it misses with y'all because y'all don't come the way I do. Right. But the, but the whole time he's an active Air Force um, personnel. 
Wow. So what's the what is an what is an active government person in the Air Force doing there looking and making offerings to this? You know, that's when I started to piece that together. And the thing is, San Antonio is so big and there's so many, so many paranormal groups, but there's very few that go into that forest. They only go to the bridge, to the urban legend part of it. Right. They don't go deep into the forest. Oh, wow. But, you know, may I make a suggestion to you? When you go in the next time, bring some tobacco. Oh, some tobacco? Yeah, bring some tobacco um and oranges or fruit you know and you just like okay i am giving you this gift you know like like the wine and the bread but i'm giving you this gift and i can guarantee you my friend i can guarantee it you that you would have a safe journey through that course i guarantee as long as you make an offering for peace and show good intention to it you're in like Flint, dude. I'm telling right. you. I did. I did bring a feather back. Okay. Is that eagle? No, it's actually or turkey. We found out that it was an owl, and this feather was placed the uh, at the same spot where I stood after I had crossed over that barrier. Okay. And and uh, when I picked it up, even in the forest, it actually picks up my. my it actually picks up my arm. Like okay. You can feel the energy, and it still does. And mm-hmm. and uh, so I brought I brought this back from that other side. Have things are still not things are still not the same. I mean, it's never been the same with us with with all with all with all four of us, especially right. me, me and my son, because we're the ones who crossed over so many times. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed the water owls hanging around you? Not not here, no. That's a, we don't have anything like that. Oh, we no, got down in San Antonio. In San Antonio, it's also said that there's no owls, but yet you really? can hear them in there. Wow. This is pretty interesting. Oh, wow. I told you, it'll go five hours. <laughs> and I'm still, and I'm still just, I'm trying to skip around because we, there's still five more times that we've gone. Well, you know what, dude? Um, no, seven years, I'll come down to San Antonio and we'll go through that forest, all right? That, that sounds like really, really interesting. So besides the forest, um, did you ever get to go to the Alamo to investigate? Do they allow that? Is there any other? You can you can go to the Alamo, but just because um, I really I stay away from the um, the world popular ones like that. You okay. know, there, there is the Manger Hotel, which is really it, it is haunted. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was known. Uh, there's, there's the Emily Morgan We've gone to the missions, and at the missions, the Spanish missions, uh, at uh, one of at the San Juan mission, we uh, I caught one of my best photos on my phone of three monks. Oh wow! And and you can see them. We saw them actually with their own eyes. We were walking, and uh, of course it was at night, and uh, <clears throat> so I was I was actually asking for prayer. I was uh, because they were buried there. And so I started asking, I need prayer. I need a priest. I need a prayer. Mm-hmm. And we were just walking. And the next thing you know, we, we, it was just me and my son. And we both looked up. And when we both looked up, we just saw him standing right there, three of them. And I had mm-hmm. my phone in my hand. So I just popped off three three shots. And, I mean, I got them. I mean, you know, they're, they're, that's one of, one of my best, best pictures of the spirits. You can see them. Right. 
now whenever you go to the missions um do you feel safe when you go in there yeah i feel safe i feel safe at the forest that one actually we when we first went there were some there was a a, a lady her husband her and their nephew and one of their friends and they seen that we were going to go in they came up to us and asked us hey do y'all hunt ghosts and i said well yeah kind of <laughs> so he goes do you mind if we go in with y'all and i said that's fine i mean you know so we we all they went in with us and they um she almost lost her mind in there her husband really? her husband and uh the nephew when we heard when you heard the owls in there they started mocking the owls and i don't know what happened to them but they ended up getting they were real talking they were laughing whatever and then all of a sudden when she started to feel like we were there was something was surrounding us uh she started to get really out of it i mean really really bad and mm -hmm. so that i i just told her i says i need to get you out because you're 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 fixing to pass out or have a heart attack or something and let me go get your husband when i went to go get her husband and her nephew they were squatting down and they were just frozen and i was and i was telling him i said hey man you need to come get your wife because she's fixing to lose it bad you need to take her get her out i mean it's pitch black in there and mm -hmm. and and uh but they were they were motionless i don't know what happened to them but they were just sitting there and their other friend ended up going inside the forest and he came back out and he was he was growling when he was coming back out really so but the whole time they were in there um, despite all these experiences that we've had i have really felt safe in there mm -hmm. i mean actually like I've, I've said it to my members i feel like i want to go back and just go to sleep in there oh that would be <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be cool um uh you believe in animal totems correct yes okay do you have a wolf I have a panther. Oh, you have a panther? I got a wolf. Do you ever feel the panther with you when you walk into the forest? Um, I I don't because I don't call on it. Right. You know, but my other friend, you know, my other member, he did. He called on his wolf and he had his wolf with him. Mm -hmm. No, I, I am a firm believer in animal totems. I got a wolf and then I got a red-tailed hawk. That's what I got. And... um so that that that's pretty i'm really enjoying this uh yeah. i'm really enjoying hearing the stories that come from the forest but that one yeah. like i said the forest and the missions are one but you had to ask me on another experience and that that has to do with the ouija board because we went to a house in Mineola, texas um back in september it's a two-story house it's a very old house it's actually a landmark now and that that house has 26 spirits in it the people still oh, live in it right and uh that's where i've that's where we use the ouija board because that also used to be a brothel back in the day and before okay. that it was uh it's where the prisoners would go and they would work them mm -hmm. and so the one that was in charge would beat them and everything so he's still supposed to be there but the people still live in that house and they have relationships with all these spirits and they're okay with them you know i mean they're the ones okay. that they're the ones that like living with the spirits okay but that's pretty cool but when we went there and they then and they have events at that place uh, but in the attic they kind of turn it into i would say kind of like a, a psychomantium 
but because it's okay. got different areas where people they allow people to go in and they do different things in different areas. So there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of conjuring whatever people are doing in there. And when mm. we went um, and we went up in the attic, um, we we my other um, friend he channeled through the Ouija board and we ended up getting four girls that were that were coming through. And the whole okay. time, a lot of people were were falling and tripping. And even I, when I was coming down the stairs, and those stairs are the real old style, real steep stairs. They're not like today's right. where they're nice and these are these are almost straight down wooden stairs. And mm-hmm. I remember I made a joke because it's when I was a kid, I used to uh, um, when you watch the movies and the ladies on top of the stairs and she falls down and it breaks her neck or she's usually dead in the movies when they land on the ground. It's like, man, how come they're always dying on the stairs? Well, I know why. <laughs> I know why because those stairs ain't no joke. Those old right. old stairs. And because uh, when I was walking back down those stairs, I felt something push me again. And uh, but a lot of people were having experiences with trips and falls. But the girl that was challenging through my friend, she was saying that her parents had dropped, had left them there when they were little. Because back mm-hmm. in the day, uh, when they couldn't, the parents couldn't take care of their kids or whatever, they would just trade them off or sell them. And oh, wow. so they left this girl. Because she kept saying, my, my my parents left me here and they lied to me and they lied to me. They told me that this was a friend and they, they lied to me. And there was four other girls, but there was one spirit that would not let them leave or let them talk. And mm-hmm. and uh, he knocked over my equipment. He knocked over my cameras, my tripod. I mean, we had that kind of poltergeist kind of thing where physically this my stuff was being knocked down. Right. And, and, uh, and, and, when he was channeling the girl, she, he, she was saying that when they would get pregnant, that he would push them down the stairs. Really? So, that, so they would have miscarriages because if they weren't, they were if they were pregnant, they weren't any good to him. Right. And and so that started to make sense because uh, afterwards we found out that a lot of people were tripping and falling, and even I got pushed. My other partner, he got pushed too, and and so the spirit was just going around pushing people. Just like right. he did in, in when they were alive, but we couldn't get him to cross over because the spirit would come and and stop him from leaving. Oh, so to me it's kind of like you know here's these four girls, and uh, in life they were being tormented and having to live this this type of life, and wishing that they would just pass on and just die, you know, and right. here they did pass on, and now they're still living in that same hell even in wow. the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So this man had him prisoner in the in living, and now he still has him prisoner after death. So that Jesus, one really stayed with go. me. He got to go. Yeah, that one really stayed with me. But you see, that was channeled through the Ouija board. Right. And we yeah. didn't have, and I've had, I have this one. I have a lot of things in here. And, and uh, I have, you know, I've only had two bad experiences, and that was only when I was 18. Okay. And and other than that, I mean, like I've said, uh, um, it's just one part of my tools. Uh, I know a lot of people have a lot of bad things, but they're always, I mean, they, I think they just come at it the wrong way. You know, they're always coming with the wrong intention. They're waiting to see demon, Satan, 666 come out of it. Well, that's what you're going to get, you yeah. know. And and actually, one uh, I was on another podcast where another gentleman brought up this. He goes, well, I don't think it's real, and I don't think that it really works or anything. I said, well, I said, look at it this way. What if a person um, put a shotgun in their mouth and blew their head off when they were alive? 
maybe how do we know that in the afterlife maybe they don't have a head or they don't have a face or a mouth because right. people we have seen spirits with no heads right and and right. Or people yeah. say no legs no heads or no arms okay mm -hmm. how do we know that you because you did this in life now you're like this in the afterlife you can't talk but you can move this you can't use it as you know talk through that or to a portal or anything else but maybe you can move this Right. So that's where that comes into play. So it's not the only thing I use, but it's one of the main things that I use. If mm -hmm. it if it happens to be working that night like that. Now, if someone would come up to you and say, Anthony, I would like to learn how to investigate. Um, what what advice would you give a new person in in this field? Um. I would actually just just direct them to be sure you got someone that you can connect with that's been doing this for a while. Mm -hmm. And then what are your intentions and what are your goals out of it? I mean, what right. are you doing? I mean, do you want to do this just on, you know, when you have time to do it? Are you looking for a scare factor, you know, um, spooky places like that? Or do you really want to go in and investigate this and find out to do the work of of the history, the research, you know, because anybody can go and do go to a cemetery and get a spooky experience or to mm -hmm. a house. But do you do you want to go deeper and do the work that it's going to take to sit out in front of the computer and research this and look right. things up? You know, so there's 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 different types. But mm -hmm. if they're if they're looking just for us for a spooky thing, I've always told people stick to the entertainment haunted houses. Like okay. in that forest, there's so many people that go there and you'll see them there at, at night. And I always, when I, I tell them, hey, there's, there's ghosts in there, you know, and they'll say, okay, yeah, sure. We you know we're going to, we'll, we'll find out. And, but there's some that I have told us is, you know what, this is not a place for y'all really to be at. If you're looking to get scared, go to the entertainment haunted house because there's real stuff in here. Mm -hmm. And so, but if they're, if they are serious about it, then I would suggest to them that, um, uh, what I suggested suggest to them is to find a team or find somebody who's more who's experienced in this, and and um, and have them as a mentor, you know, someone you can call up at any time because if, you know you decide to go somewhere at three in the morning, you need to call somebody that they're going to be there for you, right? Before you start getting into anything deeper. Now, some places down in San Antonio where you investigate. Um, like cemeteries and stuff like that. Do you have to get permission from the from the authorities, from the police departments down there? Some of them you do. I mean, like the asylum that I want to go down there. It's uh, it's the old uh, juvenile, but it used to be an asylum back back way back. Uh, that one you have to get permission to go to go in it. But I mean, that's up to you if you want right. to. If you want to wait for that. But the cemeteries are open. The forest is open, and there's there's the cemetery. I mean, there's there's like there's a whole lot of cemeteries over there. Okay. The, the missions you can go into them also. Now I know that you're Spanish, correct? Yes. Okay. Do you go on investigations and just talk um, Spanish? No, I speak English when I go. <laughs> no, no, no. The reason why because. I always have this debate with investigators. It's like if I go to Germany, right? Right. 
do I need a German interpreter in order to talk to the good spirits? Do you know what I, I mean, sir? I, I've thought about that. And, the other, and actually, the other day, I was thinking about that because we're fixing to go there pretty soon. And I said, I'd like to go back to the missions. I said, well, they were they were Spanish, you know, the, the priests were Spanish. So I said, so I wonder if I speak to them in Spanish, would I get uh, a more stronger reaction, you know? But I, but I have thought about that as a kind of like when you see these ghost shows and they go to England or they go somewhere, like you're saying. And um, so what do the people do? If a person is Irish, I mean, I mean like you say, German. Uh, so once you pass, do you automatically learn English? Right. My, my point you know? exactly. <laughs> so Because on the ghost shows, they'll go to these places and then they'll get these reactions or they get these EVPs and so it's kind of like, okay, I know, but this person lived back in the eight, in the 1500s or whatever, and they were, like you say, German or Italian, and now all of a sudden, you because they passed on, they speak right. English? Yeah. So where did they learn this? They got, they got a ghost school or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really, because I, I forget what show it was. Um, ghost Hunters, World Travels, whatever. And when they were talking English and they were at some out of another country, I'm thinking, this ain't right, dude. And I had the exact same thought that you had. Um, you know, did they learn this? Is there a ghost school? Right. I like that one. I like that one. A lot. <laughs> well, I've, I've thought yeah. about this. How do they learn? I mean, how do they learn English? You know, <laughs> exactly. But um, we got about uh, maybe three or four more minutes left. Okay, 10, uh, any 10 final, minutes any for final thought, brother? Any final thought? Um, I want to give a shout out there to Raymond Newsom from Newsom Paranormal. In the, in the chat, I see his name up there. Mm-hmm. And um, um, just wanted to bring up my, my podcast real quick. The podcast actually came out of Texas Race Hunters. You know, and uh, like I said, with Texas Race Hunters, when I, when I established that group, I really didn't want to do it in a way. But I've been doing this. I've had so many experiences through all these years but never had really any footage, you know? And then right. when the ghost show started coming out and everything started to see this, that other people actually did it. I didn't even know other people did it because, you know, for a time there, we didn't talk about all this stuff. Right. And so I just decided, well, maybe it's time now that I actually need to start buying some equipment, some cameras and start getting this, this evidence. Right. And so that's where Texas race turns came, came from. And, and uh, my team started, I, I put my team together and we've done very well, and I guess I think I believe it's because of our abilities. We just we right. draw that exactly. I agree. We, with you. we draw it, and 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 then and then too that it's us four. So we combine. We're just like what generator, you know. We just draw, yeah, draw them out. They're they're drawn to us, mm-hmm. and then my my podcast actually came out of that. And I never thought about doing a podcast either, uh, but that came out of um, um, just seeing after. When I started my group and started getting to know so many people, I started seeing all the drama and everything. How people are, I've seen people actually wanting to fight over locations. Yes. You know, I mean, literally, I mean, we own this. Like, I don't own that forest. I try to get people to go so they can validate what I'm saying. Right. You know, they don't look at it that way. It's mine. It's mine. Okay, whatever. You know, so I started seeing all this stuff and I said, you know what? I said, I know there's other groups out there that are trying to get out. They're trying to get together and, so I actually ran into a person called named Matt Barron on, on Facebook. Yeah. And I started watching him and I started hearing what he's out there saying. 
I connected with them, uh, you know, and and next thing you know, we're we're friends on there, and actually got, ended up getting. Um, he brought me on his podcast. Uh, I joined the P three family because of it, because I mean they're awesome people, you know. They're, yeah, they are. Everybody I'm, I'm that's joining. on there. Yes, and and then I ended up meeting uh, Brian Laverty with, through through mm-hmm. Facebook, and then he brought me into Parapost. So I'm also in the Parapost family, and and it's just because of what they're doing. And so right. they really inspired me. This that even my podcast has changed my perspective on a lot of mm-hmm. things. And Good. like my podcast, I don't have drama. I bring on people, and I've turned down a lot of big names, and I've only been doing it for four months. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it shot out the gate and, right. and, uh, but I only bring people on that can either bring knowledge or mm-hmm. some kind of advice to the, that people can watch the podcast and learn something or, or they can what, connect what with day that is, person. What, what day is your podcast on? Um, I don't have a time slot right now. I'm just a uh, rogue. <laughs> I come on when I come on. <laughs> okay. That's all you right. Know? Um, yeah. But it usually on Thursdays, I try to do it on Thursdays or Fridays, or I just pop up, you know. But I'm gonna uh, have to check that out, you know. But uh, I got to get going here. It's about that time, Anthony. Yeah. Thank you again, sir. Oh yeah, thank you on. for for having me on. Let's keep in contact. Yeah, you know, I I really would like that. I want to learn more about you and your group yeah. in in the forest. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm gonna invite you on my podcast, then we can go five hours. All right, we can do that. <laughs> just give me the date. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so brother, just, be sure, a- just be sure, everybody, check out Ray's World Podcast on Facebook. Check out the P3 Family Parapost, and you you won't regret it. Yes. And go won't. check out Pittsburgh Paranormal Society and follow and join them, too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, brother, you have a good night. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm, bye. Okay, bye. So that was an awesome show. I'm, I'm finally got to meet Anthony, and uh, he had a lot of interesting things to say. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, learning a little bit more about the forest, and I think we found a good person in order to help us understand it a little bit more. But it is running time. Time is running out, and uh, I want to say to everybody that you have a wonderful week again. Um, children, please go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them and mean it when you say that. And parents, please go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them and really mean it. And if you don't have no children or if you don't have a mom and dad or whatever, find somebody that you're close to and give them, give them a hug and, um, and just tell them that you love them because those three words, I love you go a long way. And on that note, good night, happy hunting. See you next week. Thank you.